Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. All right, welcome to episode 129 of the Trail Manners podcast. This one we're just going to simply call Rufa because we've got the uh, pretty much, well, I'm not going to say the whole crew because I know there's a lot behind the scenes, but we got uh, Tara Warren and Sherry Treyer and then Jared Campbell. And uh, you've all been on the show before, so this should be easy, right? Thank yeah, you. Totally. Yeah. Thanks for having us. So Happy to be back. Thanks. This is the first time we've had three guests with their microphone by themselves, I think. Um, Joel's not here today. He's right now. He's packing down snow for our Nordic Valley Seven Cakes. It was waist deep in areas, so to, that'll be shoulder deep to Joel. So he's <laughs> packing that down right now um, to get that done. But but we want to get together with Jared. We've had you on before to talk about Rufa. Um, you have started this bad boy um, about eight. This be its eighth year, I think we decided uh, on some level, right? Some level, yes. <laughs> It started very informally, so yeah, it's grown up over the years. It's it's grown up big time, really. I mean, yours is almost sold out in Salt Lake, except for the eight hour, and I think there's some three p.m. and eleven p.m. spots as we record this, so it might be getting fuller as as this launches. Yes, there are a few spots left in the three p.m. and the eleven p.m. There's quite a few spots left. Okay, so Good. well, there's plenty of time. So if you want to run in Salt Lake, that's up Grandeur on February 9th, which is my dog's fourth birthday. <laughs> so we got to celebrate that, Gunner. I love you, buddy. Um, and then we also have the first year um, here in Ogden, uh, Maylands, and that is uh, Sherry and Tara. You guys are uh, spearheading that. Am I saying this right? Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Yeah. So how did how did all this work? Because we've always, eight years, Jared's been doing his. Colorado adopted one. This group, group at Suffer Better put one on last year. Mm-hmm. And now we've got the third one to pop up here um, in the mountainous states. How did How did this all go down? I want to hear the backstory. Well, it really just all started with a message, I think, that I got through Instagram, I want to mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm i so appreciative of the fact that they both stepped, uh, you know, out of the comfort zone to reach out and say, what do you think about growing the event? And I think the words were really, you know, we love Rufa. We've come down for it every winter. We've driven down along with a bunch of people from Ogden. And, uh, you know, such a cool event. But at the same time, you've got a whole bunch of cars now on the road to get down to Salt Lake City. So what do you think about making a version of it that's closer home here to, in Ogden. <laughs> and I said, you know, without hesitation, absolutely. So I really appreciate uh, the two of them stepping up to uh, to grow the event. Awesome. Well, I mean, and we we've, we know them pretty well. So stepping out of their comfort zone, I'm not sure where that, that <laughs> boundary is, right? I mean, they're pretty comfortable with things. Um, they crush it on the trails and through social media. And real quick, for those that don't know, Rufa is running up for air. That's what it stands for, so... Uh, and so how did you guys, is that kind of how it went out? You guys were out on a run one day and like, man, I really don't want to drive to Salt Lake this year. How do we, how do we do this? Right? Not so much, um, not wanting to go. We just wanted to get more people involved. We love it. It's, we've done it the last few years and the, 
the way the race is set up is so different than other races. By going up and down, you continuously see the same people, give them a little, you can do it, keep it up. And um, But more importantly, the cause, the reason why is it's spectacular to get to the top of the peak and see what's down below, but it's also kind of daunting to see the, the smog below you and you're literally running up for air this time of year. Yeah. So we just... There's the the smog, the inversion continues all the way up to us, and we'd like to bring awareness here in our part of the state as much as Salt Lake. Cool. I think it was even the first year we ran down in Grandeur. Um, the whole time we were like, gosh, this is amazing, and it's a totally different type of terrain than we're, of course, used to up here in our little mountain range. But the the elevation gain and then the amount of miles was so similar to what we run all the time on mainlands. And I was thinking, gosh, we could totally do something like this up here. I wonder if we could ever pull that off. And we talked about it a lot, I would say, just in between the seasons and when we could. And I think, you know, it's a little daunting to try to even do something like this. And finally, we just got the guts to, to make that call or to make that message and and to get it going. And we're excited. We have a, a good base number of people coming out so far. We'd like to get that number up a little bit. And uh, we, we're, yeah, like Sherry said, we want to drive that message home to our community here in Ogden as well. So, Jared, let's give people an example because I don't even know. Grandeur from where you start and go to the top and turn around. Um, round for two questions. One, round trip, how many miles is it? And then what's the elevation gain for one one peak? Yeah, so, well, where we have it now, which it sort of starts and finishes in Mill Creek Canyon, which is on the southern side of Grandeur Peak, it's like six miles out and back or to the top and back. Okay. So maybe a little bit more than that, um, and about 2,600 feet of gain. Depending on where we have the aid station at the bottom, that's changed a little bit over okay. time. <laughs> it might change again this year. <laughs> but um, roughly 2,600 feet of gain and about six miles. Per, and, and how about you guys? You guys are starting yours at 29th Street mm-hmm. Trailhead, is that right? 29th Street. So it's about six miles, give or take, you know, an extra little loop in the parking lot or up at the top, take some pictures. But pretty much six <laughs> miles, about, what do we decide, 26? 23? 23. Yeah, 23. 23. 2,500. So pretty similar, though. Pretty similar. I mean, really close as you're going to get for not forcing something, right? I mean, these are natural routes and natural terrain, so they're very similar. Um, And let's jump into, Jared, um, what is, how did Rufus start for you, right? I mean, this is going on for almost eight years. We've had you on the show before, but give our listeners an idea why you started it and then what it's for. Yeah, so it started in the winter of 2011. I uh, had to be getting out there training in the middle of winter. It was December, and, uh, you know, I had this pretty strict agenda of things I needed to do, mileage, vertical, this kind of thing. And in, in December, in January, that often means you're starting your runoff in absolutely terrible air, right? <laughs> Just this last week we had, oh. you know, red air. It was 150 air quality index, which is really bad. And so if you're if you're training and it's like I can't miss a day, um, you have to figure out how to deal with that, right? So you, you're you're starting at your car typically, you know, in Salt Lake, and I bet up here as well. The f- trailheads are what 5,000 feet, 5,500 feet, something like that. Um, yeah, so it's you know it's, you're literally just sort of suffocating in this incredibly poor air, and if you're trying to get vertical gain, um, you're climbing up, <laughs> and it, it's just sort of this 
um, amazing experience to climb uh, to that point elevation-wise where you can feel the temperature rise about 10 degrees because you're out of that thermal inversion now. And it just so happens that that layer is also where essentially the pollution um, dramatically fades away, right? And so if you're if you're climbing up, you experience that and you see that. And once you're up above it, you have this unique perspective that you just don't get when you're down in the valley in your home, you know, or in the climbing gym, and you just don't see it, you know. Yeah. So the act of getting out there and ascending and being up above this, and then on the flip side, turn around and plunging back down into it, just provides you a perspective that, like, most people do not have. Yep. So as a trail runner trying to go up and down <laughs> in the wintertime, I think it provides a cool perspective. So in that winter, I was um, going up and down a lot. And, you know, I was like, man, I'm out here a lot, a lot of alone time by myself. <laughs> can, I, can I turn this into something kind of cool? You know, I'd have, eno- I'd have enough experience um, putting events on and participating in races that I'm like, this would be pretty weird. You know, this would be kind of unique. Um, I know of no, there aren't very many trail races, with the exception of some of yours, I guess, in the <laughs> middle of winter. Um, but, you know, this could be cool. I, I love the process of running in the snow and in the winter. I, I, you know, I feel like so much of my life is up high in cold conditions looking down at the city and looking down at where I live. Um, it could be kind of neat. You know, it could be a complete flop, too, but let's, let's give it a try. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of that's how it started was just that idea of can I do something um, constructive with the training I was doing. And so it, it didn't immediately become an event or a race. It was more a, you know, challenge me um, because I really, uh, it was pretty clear at the time with the Forest Service, I couldn't do a race yeah. on the west side at the time of grandeur. And so, but I could say, you know, challenge me. If you don't think I can run to the top, you know, 10 times, you know, place a bet, yep. you know, $5 per, per summit. And I even said, like, if I don't, I'm going to make it to the top ten times, and if I only make it nine times, you don't have to, like, you know, pay. <laughs> and I made it to the top ten times. That's not a safe bet, betting against you on something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I think we raised, you know, four or $5,000 that way, and it was really just a website and a little bit of, you know, I'll be out there doing this, challenge me, and come join me too if you want. And that's really what Rufo was for, uh, I think, the three-ish years that we were on the west side of the peak. But um, it really caught on that first year. You know, we had the, we had KSL show up and the news, and like between maybe lap four and five, they were like, KSL is going to be here after your next lap. So when you come back in, be ready to like, you know, jump in front of the camera. Look be good. The, you do know, your 10 o'clock news, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> feel like a million yeah, bucks. Yeah, you know, I started to get a bit tired after that many laps on the west side, and so it was really funny trying to like, um, you know, gain my composure so right. I could be in front of the camera, but. Yeah, and you know, it just it was amazing to see the response from people. Breathe Utah, who we raised money for, thought it was they still I don't think quite understand why athletes would, would bind together to do something like this. And I, I actually love seeing sort of the sense of gratitude they have with this. It's really cool. And turns out other people like going up uh, trails at night as well. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think you're you're tapped into the right community of people that do stuff like that. I mean, just being from the Ogden area as well, you'll see headlamps up on the peaks, middle of winter, middle of night. Um, people, that's just what we do, right? I say we loosely because I'm usually not that person. But um, but so how did Breathe, did Breathe um, 
is it Breathe Air, Breathe Utah? Breathe Utah. How did they get did they get involved just through you then? They saw it, or did you reach out to them? I, I reached out to them. I, I had a friend at the time. He was um, in the MD-PhD program up at the University of Utah. He was doing pulmonology work at the time, and um, in addition to being just an amazing human, intelligent human, amazing athlete, he's also well-connected with um, kind of the nonprofit you know, mentality and groups just trying to better humanity, really. And so I reached out to him, and I just said, if if I could raise a few dollars um, and donate those to a, a group who would do good things with those dollars, um, you know, who would you recommend? And and without hesitation, he said, you got to go talk to Breathe Utah. You know, in terms of, like, goodness for humanity per dollar, like, they're the best. And so he gave me the name of the executive director at the time. I talked to her. I said, let's go have lunch. She was really confused by what I was proposing. <laughs> but um, she quickly realized this is really pretty cool. And and they've become just, you know, a, an integral part of the event. And I think they love the community of runners. <laughs> They're confused by the community of runners, but they love them. And it's really cool. So now what does – I know we've been asked this just with our podcast too. So when you get the, the registration fees um, – because, I mean, this race is, is truly about raising money for awareness. There's not – prizes and shirts and all that stuff right so it's just the money goes to that might change see i like this i like where we're going here but what does the money go to you hand the money over to to them what do they do essentially from there yeah i mean breathe so breathe's a pretty small group of people um really dedicated people who've could go off and and get big fancy jobs at lots of other places and they've chosen to donate their time and effort and energy to this cause. That's what I love about them, actually, is any one of them could just leave and go take some corporate job, it seems like. And they've chosen to do this out of the... Because they're, they're so passionate about the the movement of improving air quality. So um, the things that are most impressive to me is their educational outreach. So they've put together a program that... Uh, both teach as students, but now they teach teachers so that oh, those nice. teachers can teach students. And I think I asked Debbie Siegman, who's their executive director now, I said, how many students have you contacted and reached out to? And that number's like 35 or 40,000 right now. Wow. Which is really cool. Um, so in addition to trying to – I mean, I don't think the issue is something that's going to be solved today yeah. or even in the next year or two. I really think it's going to be something solved by, like, tomorrow's generation. So – I know they see that vision and the idea of training the, the the youth of today to grow up and change really make change is an area that they focus. So there's the, the youth educational side of things and then the legislative side too. They're really tapped into all the bills up on Capitol Hill here. And they're just professional and tactful with how they interact with lawmakers and, you know, companies. They're really skilled at that. Debbie's amazing. She she She's incredible. So anyway, those are probably the two main thrusts is the education side. Um, they do a lot of funding for uh, research as well, and then the legislative side. Nice. Like an example of low-hanging fruit, they raised years ago, they realized, you know, um, tons of studies have shown kind of the density of air pollution is highest right next to highways. That's probably a no-brainer. But then also like bus stops where kids jump on a school bus. You know, you got this old diesel bus just with minimal regulations from years ago, and they discovered a kit that for a couple thousand dollars can retrofit a, that diesel bus that's picking your children up off the side of the sidewalk. Um, it can cut the you know tailpipe, tailpipe pollutants by like 98%. Holy cow. And so they went and got huge funding to go retrofit a bunch of school buses. That's a low-hanging fruit. Wow. 
in terms of pollutants in the valley. But that's still pretty, I mean, it's, it might be low-hanging fruit, but it starts to make that difference, though, yeah. right? So it's just like, hey, we check that off the list. It's going to make a difference for the air. Maybe it's minimal right now because yeah. um, there's definitely some bigger issues out yeah. there. Um, but so when people register, I mean, they can be know that most of their funds go straight to this type of project, education, um, whatever is in the pipeline, I guess, at that time. Yeah. Cool. And then now can people, so there's some people, I know people that don't run, that don't hike, that breathe air, right? There's a few of them out <laughs> there. Yes. Yeah. So what, is there any way, anything way they can help people that aren't interested or maybe can't run besides just showing up and cheering? Can they, is there any donation things that people can do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, my first my first step I would recommend people take is to educate themselves a bit more on it. You know, rather than just you know sign up for the race, sure do that if you want, but make yourself more informed on the topic and understanding how the decisions you make in your life um, affect air air quality. You know, and that comes down to the way we live, the way we commute, the way we drive, the way we. You know, all sorts of Warm up our car in the morning. Lives, really. yeah. um, so step one is just educate yourself, I'd say. And then, you know, Breathe has a great, uh, is a great resource online to, they're, they're highly skilled at distilling the message down to something that, you know, a non-PhD person can understand. So there's really good content out there. So go to breatheutah.org, read up on it, you know, see, you know, turn around and reflect on what that might mean to you and the impact you might be making. And then think about changes you could make in your life in terms of how you, you know, your really everything you do in life affects it ultimately. Yeah. So. And I, I, there's a link on the website, like you said, on Running Up for Air, so you can go over there. But they have that bullet point-ish stuff, the layman's terms or things I can understand as myself, um, which is a big – and it's pretty interesting stuff too because yeah. I spent a little time on there last night. No one else coming on the show, but um, it's kind of eye-opening a yeah. little bit. And then you can – Anybody can look at that list and go, oh, I could probably cut that back or I could probably do something better here. Or, you know, we have enough kids. There's carpooling involved and, you know, public yeah. transit or, or whatever it might be. So. Public transit, there's things you could take and push at your work, wherever you might work. You know, um, where I work, uh, our kind of leadership has gotten on board. We have a whole row now of electric stations for charging. It's like a perk for employees, and it's grown tremendously. I mean, everybody can and should push there. Uh, things like initiatives like that where they work that would make a huge difference well and uh, i know if, uh, i don't know if i was reading on that website but like companies that uh, provide benefits for the employees you know bad air can give you bad health so in turn you're kind of helping your costs <laughs> when you yeah. got healthy employees right so businesses can save money by installing some of these programs yeah. And not just saving money, I will say I work for a pretty big company, and we are always talking about recruiting and retention, right? How do you draw in some of the best talent? And one of the number one reasons people turn us down if they do in the end is the bad air, honestly. Yeah. So it's wow. not just a health thing anymore. You know, From a corporation standpoint, it really affects your ability to pull in top talent. So it's a big deal. And, it, you know, to me a little bit, it's embarrassing because of where we live. I mean, we all love it here. That's why we're here. And it's beautiful. And there's so much to do in the outdoors. But every year, you know, you get those reports that come out, you know, dirtiest air and all this stuff. And, boy, we rank right there, don't we? I mean, we're <laughs> it's embarrassing a little bit to me, I think, yeah. um, when people are like, oh, you're breathing that air? You're going outside? I'm like, well, I kind of have no choice. And the leading story on the 10 o'clock news both Monday and Tuesday was about the air quality on all the networks because I was curious as I was watching one and I flipped all the others and it was about the red air quality 
And it just reminded me again of why we're doing this. And it makes so much sense as an athlete and as a mom, as someone who's worried about what their kids are going to grow up in in 10, 15 years. It's super important to me. And I thought about that even the first year I ran that down in Grandier. It's hard. It's ran meaning hike, but it's hard to keep going back up the mountain. It's hard, but it's it was almost touching to me to know that I was actually making even just the smallest difference by, you know, contributing or whatever to this event because it was a group that was really out there working hard to make an impact. And that's what we're hoping to do. And I've seen Jared do with the last couple of years he's put this on. Well, it's not only, you know, what you're all saying, but it's it's amazing to me still the people that don't realize we have bad air in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Like people just are, I don't say, they just don't pay attention to it, whether they, I mean, it's not something sometimes you can visibly see. It's like, oh, it's foggy today. And it's like, no, that's not fog. You know, that's that's yeah. some bad stuff. But there's a lot of people that live in this bad air quality that don't realize really how bad it is. They don't realize right? that if they drive up and over to the to the mountain or a ski resort, it's blue skies and 10 degrees warmer and yeah our kids notice the difference my kids ask me all the time you know you you noticeably see the difference in the air and they ask what's going on or why it looks a certain way and we have to have that talk all the time when it that gross fog sets in and um along with breathe utah and their education side of it is is our children are watching what we do and how we treat the place that we live and um, just just me talking to my kids about this race, it's brought awareness just in our home about what else we can do to change and and the things that they see themselves and the friends around us and just everybody what we can we can kind of challenge ourselves to to fix. So it's little things. It's all the little things. So you can get your family involved in the race as well. Just you don't have to do multiple ups and downs if you just bring the kids and do one summit. One hike. Yeah, yeah, it's totally doable. Let's hike up to the pond if you're up here in Ogden. Hike to the yeah. pond. Hike to the spring. It's fun too. Yeah, and a good day. and it is. I mean, we've all we've all witnessed it as well as many listeners. When you do break through that nastiness to the top, there's two things that hit my mind all the time. One is, oh my gosh, it is amazing up here because it's blue. The air is click. I mean, you can just taste the difference. Yeah. But then then you glance down a little bit, and then your heart drops a little. You're like, oh man, you know, it's like that that two reactions you get it's like beautiful you're you're euphoric all this it's beautiful and you look down like oh man here we go again it's like it's brown it's ugly it's just it's you it's it. you yeah, really that can. happened to us on monday, monday. yep <laughs> when the air quality was really really bad and we were summiting monday maylands uh-huh. we do that every monday is head up there early in the morning and um we were in just the grossest thickest you could taste it cloud and it was dark. Was, yeah, you were breathing you heavier. Your heart, our heart rate was high. And then you get above it, you breathe differently. And it was very, very obvious when we got through that muck, muck. cottony, gross <laughs> <laughs> layer. So, Jared, tell me a little bit about uh, roof of this year, um, numbers-wise. Um, I mean, you're selling out, which has got to be rewarding you got to feel good about that you do have a couple of time slots we mentioned that are still available but what's what kind of numbers are they look are you looking at down there this year as far as participants yeah. in the event um well interestingly that hasn't really changed for since we've been a permitted event um we did fill up really fast which i if, from a putting the event on standpoint is so nice to fill up fast yeah um that was not the case last year so um it's cool to see the response be 
so fast, but um, in terms of filling up, we have 40 people that start the 24-hour. Okay. So, I mean, the other, the tricky thing with an out-and-back course like this on a single-track trail is um, you could quickly oversubscribe the trail, if you know what I mean, <laughs> and it would not be fun, right? Yep. Um, I think we hit a pretty good sweet spot right from out of the gates in terms of the, the head count. Um, so we have 40 people that start at 6 a.m., 24-hour. An hour later, we start the 12-hour, another... I think it's 45 people we start for the 12 hour and then 40 people an hour after that. So we space out, we stagger the start times just to spread the people out on the trail. Um, at any point in time, you know, that makes like 125 ish people that are out there. That's actually what the permit is for. But then, um, given that the six hour event is only six hours after that, we start another one. So it's a way for us to enable more people to participate in the shorter event, um, get more people out there, but not, but, you know, but limit the number of um, feet on the trail. Gotcha. So. And I think it's a good yeah. idea, too, because I wouldn't have thought of it from that standpoint, being a runner and a, even a race director. I wouldn't have thought of I would think, oh, it's nice that people don't have to start at 8 a.m. Those people that have kids' events in the morning can start at 3 or, yeah. you know, whatever they've got going on during the holidays, during their Saturdays, they can kind of pick and choose their start time. And I, I think Sherry, and, and they've said it before, is you don't have to do multiple trips, right? Like, you don't have to be this phenomenal athlete and think, oh, i got to go up and down this thing four times. Um, one trip is is worth it, really, yeah. and it's fun. So anybody can come out to bring your family, hike up, be a part of something big, but also, you know, cheer people on. I mean, that's kind of the fun. That's kind of why we do it as yeah. well is just to kind of see people do things. So, um, And I think feel good about having a voice yeah. to try to make the change. Yeah, I, I've had a lot of just, you know, neighborhood friends want to come out and participate. Maybe aren't runners, but they hear it's... They hear it's running up for air, and they're a little intimidated yeah. by the group of that. And, you know, by in no means is this just runners, you know, come up and, I don't know, shuffle up for air. We've we've heard a couple ones like that, like, I don't know, scoot up for air. That might be Mine's just going to be a slow, slow walk up for air. I'm just going to yeah, take my time. the trail clear for us. Yeah, yeah. just scoot up. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever you got, bring it and, you know, support the cause because we're all dealing with it here. Like, it's... Like I said, it was the main topic on the news for several nights, and it'll continue to be until, you know, we make a dent in it. Well, I know that it's a main topic for a lot of people I know that just want to do the race. Like, they look forward yeah. to this every year. I mean, again, I'm not going to keep saying it's a race because it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's how many times you can go up, go down. But I know people have that internal challenge with themselves. Like, yeah. you know, I'd like to go up, like, I'll do the six hour, and I'm hoping for three, three to the top, which, you know, isn't impossible, but could be. Yeah. I'm bringing a sled so I can just scoot down a little oh, quicker. No. no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't want to get disqualified. Backside of it. Yeah. Um, but it's just a good time for people to get together because as what we do as runners, some of the fun things we talk about on the show all the time is when you go to a race and you see your friends because you don't see them that often, right? So wintertime's kind of that lull, and that way I don't have to just focus on, oh, I just got to see my family for Christmas. And I was like, oh, I can see my friends now during the holiday season too, you know, which could be more exciting. Yeah. So it's just a great time. And year after year, I just hear how much people enjoy the event um, and enjoy being a part of it. Because it is, it's, there's snow, it's cold, you know, you can throw whatever you want in there. But at the end of the day, everybody's smiling. Um, I saw so many pictures last year more than ever, and just people were ear-to-ear smiles the whole time. Um, and you brought you draw a pretty good crowd too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joel was timing last year, right? That's right. We'd go yes. give yeah. Joel a high five every time we yeah. came back in. I remember that he <laughs> said he was getting on, he was getting 
uh, what did he say last year? He was kind of getting confused and tried to focus, so he was like wasn't giving high fives to people and felt bad later. <laughs> he did. And yeah, he looks I was like going to bring was... that up. <laughs> yeah, oh, I will. He's yeah. very focused. He's not here. We can say whatever we want. <laughs> oh, good. I don't okay. think he listens to the podcast, <laughs> oh, no. so we're safe. <laughs> we're totally safe. Um, he's so doing a good job. He's doing his that? job. That's yeah. right. He is. He's do, he's doing a good little job. Um, but um, for the year, for the race in Ogden, we still have spots for every event, right? So there are a couple different categories in Ogden, am I right? So in Ogden, we've got a six-hour. Uh, there's an 8 a.m., 3 p.m., and 11 p.m. start. Mm-hmm. Um, the 12-hour event, we have a 24-hour solo and a 24-hour four-person relay and a 24-hour eight-person relay. Did I get that right? That's true. Okay, perfect. Um, now, I have, here's the question I have. The six-hour, 11 p.m., is that an 11 p.m. Saturday night start? That is. Okay, because I've been asked that. Like, was well, that 11 p.m. you start on Friday night? I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah. I think you start... That that time. Now, can someone sign up for the 8 a.m., 6 hour, and the 11 p.m., 6 hour if they need, like, lunch break? Totally. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I think I might not do that, so I'm just throwing that out there. Um, so the numbers, there's there's slots open for every category on the Ogden side, right? Yeah. yeah. We had our expectations a little bit different than the Salt Lake group this year being our first year. Uh-huh. And Forest Service in Ogden was a little... They still don't know why we're doing this. Like, they really? still are questioning why runners, why people are going up a mountain in the cold would, in yeah. the middle of winter. Yeah. There's no reason. <laughs> then even, you think about it, even after the little three to four inches of snow we had the last 24 hours, immediately our mountain and our trails here in Ogden were packed down. Yeah. Immediately. Like, yeah. I didn't even have to wonder. I went out, and they were just, it was the most outstanding day yesterday. And that's the kind of crowd we have up here. And, you know... I'm hoping that this reaches some of them and they'll go ahead and pull the trigger and make that happen because there are people out there all the time. So with the the six-hour events, we have um, a 25-person max in each of the groupings. Man, I was and hoping uh, smaller. I want to finish top 10 in know, 8 a.m., but I think there's 12 registered, so there are. Yep. i got to run hard. And we, have a, we actually have a really big um, turnout for the 24-hour. We're really psyched about this. And Sherry and I are also very nervous because we're going to be up all night. Uh, <laughs> we get kind of goofy when we're tired, so that's, that's so, either good or bad. It's good or bad. Well, because what we want to do, we want people to show up to these events for trail management. We've been talking about it on our podcast last week. Um, we had our gift guide episode for what mm-hmm. to get the runner in your life or yourself yeah. if you want to just, you know, treat yourself a little bit, pamper yourself. So what we're going to do, we're going to actually buy a six-hour uh, uh, ticket, I guess, for the Malins one in Ogden. So you awesome. can choose the 8, 3, or 11. We're going to have a contest and give that away. So we'll buy it. Cool. You just got to show up. Um, we'll announce what that contest is soon. But the other cool thing about this is that we're right down to the nick of it. We're, you know, by the time the show launches, we're, you Seven know, weeks. No, I mean from Christmas. Oh, from Christmas. We're like a oh, week yeah. away. Oh, right. yeah, okay. So get, all you procrastinators, yeah. you can Christmas. actually buy and you could just, you know, have someone that you want to see run this. So oh. you're, you know, some people during the holidays say we're going to donate, you know, 50 bucks to your name to the ASPCA, whatever, right? Well, this is something that is exactly the same, but this you can donate to your friend. Like I could cool. register Joel. And say, Joel, Merry Christmas. Here's your gift. (laughs) You're doing Rufa, right? Because you have time. This registration closes the 26th of January. So this would be a great Christmas present to a fellow runner or yourself. And he'd be ready by then. He's been skiing, and he's probably more ready than I am. I've just been lifting weights. We're at the front climbing gym in Ogden. I've just been trying to lift weights here. I don't even run anymore. Uh, But, uh, yeah, this would be a great way to uh, donate 
and also get someone some exercise, right? That's awesome. Very good. And how many spots do you have left in Salt Lake for the 3 and the 11 p.m.? You've got your computer. And we always, every time we talk about you on the podcast, we bring up how well you are spreadsheets, by the way. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be known for that. Um, you're not He's the only one who makes good. fun of me. We can, oh, we're we can not making fun of you because I'm, <laughs> really I'm a huge spreadsheet guy, and Joel gives me crap for it. I have more spreadsheets in front of me than I need. Yeah. I just like this organization. Is, yeah, totally. Life is better with spreadsheets. Oh yeah, sock <laughs> spreadsheet. Yeah. So I know what socks I got. <laughs> you name it. So we have five spots open for the 3 p.m. and then quite a few on the 11 p.m. at this point. Okay. They'll go fast. I mean, yeah, it's really interesting. Just like today, another five or ten people have signed up. So something's happening. It's really interesting. Um, I predict that once. There will be this like really rapid domino effect of people coming in um, to fill those last spots. So if you're thinking about it, get get on the ball here. We've got some really fun, strong runners coming in too from outside of Amazing. Utah. Yeah. I was going to say, so one, let's huge. name some of them because I think that's really cool. Because I mean, this again is not like a quote unquote race, and we'll get to the some other specifics in a little bit. But name some of the names that people like would recognize because that's what I'm looking forward to is seeing some of the people that are coming. Yeah. So how about Salt Lake? Who's, who's Salt, Salt Lake, Lake bringing City. in? So Darcy Pequeu, who's just absolutely incredible, is coming. She's yeah. going to run the 24-hour. Uh, Eric Storheim, local hard man, yep. super strong. Let's see. I'm kind of looking down the list right now. We've got strong people in all categories here. You've got Miss Claire Gallagher. Claire Gallagher is going to come out. Yeah. Um, Leah Yingling. You know, oh, she's yeah. from Salt oh, Lake. Yeah. She's yeah. incredible. Stacy Pearson. Amazing, strong runner, climber. She's awesome. She uh, is one of the co-holders of the world record for the women, by the way. Oh, wow. Is that right? Um, super awesome to see her sign up. Alexis Krellen, who also <laughs> holds the record on the world for the women. Um, so they're doing, let's see, the 12-hour at the 8 a.m. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we've got Mike McMonagall who's coming out. Um, so, yeah. We've got some great people. And then up here in Ogden, uh, Joe Grant signed up for the 24-hour. Um, Kyle Richardson, um, mo- many people might not know him, but he is an upcoming just rock star. So if you think... What, what one's he doing? 24, 12? 24, yeah. Oh, okay, good. So, um, now he's not only doing the 24, but he's turning around the next day, and we yeah. have a there's a sister event going on, and he's going to be participating here in, in that. the front for another, yeah, another eight, eight hours. hours. So I'm going to do 24 <laughs> hours here. Rufa Ogden, and they'll turn around and do climbing up for air. Isn't Joe Grant doing that as well? Yeah, the two of them are. So that'll be a really interesting double. Um, As our sport sort of morphs into, you know, more technical stuff, we're merging and fusing together running and climbing. So, um, yeah, come test yourself against those those folks. I think it's going to be pretty cool. So when you say test yourself, let me let me let me throw this at you. It's not like treat yourself. Yeah, treat yeah. Yourself. So so there's a, there's a lot of um, course records up for grabs in Ogden this year, right? Because yeah. oh. we don't have any. So this is going to be that's true, right? That's true. Well, so yeah. this will be the first year. So, we think we do, but <laughs> no, this is not official. So for Salt Lake, off the top of your head, do you know like for like the 24, 12, and six, what are some numbers? Like um, say 13 laps is the most that's been done in Salt Lake. Was that for you? The 12 that, hour. Was um, that I own? did 13, yeah. And then last year, two other people did 13. Really? For the 24 hour? Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the 12, let's see. I should know, but I want to say it's like eight, eight laps that have been done there. Let's see. Luke did seven last year. So seven might be the max for 12 hours. Oh, you so forgot to sep- mention Luke. Yeah, he's back. Oh, yeah, Luke Luke's is coming back. Coming. Sorry for all those people I... 
left, left off. There. That's why it's hard to do that. He's just leaving. Yeah, them I, off. you know, I need to come better prepared when you ask me these questions, Joel, <laughs> about records and such, because it's fun actually to torment Luke a bit because I think he listens to this. And last year <laughs> right. I like laid down the gauntlet and Luke does listen to this. And um, it's really fun to watch him just go out insanely hard and like. He's having fun, though, the whole time. Every time you run by him (laughs) on the trail, because we've done this a few times, and he's always out there, and, yeah, just happy. He's running hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think think on the podcast last time, I challenged him. He was signed up for the six-hour, and I was trying to get him. You know, I I said, I think someone can do five laps, which I think works out to an hour 12 per lap. And he was on an hour 12 laps for, like, three laps, and then just, like, exploded (laughs) but then you know i still had fun all the way to the end so i mean i definitely think 14 laps can be done for the 24 hour i think we did shalice eight laps should be done in 12 yeah women i think it was shalice and shalice shalice last year yeah Yeah, Yeah. jenna done 11 in 24 hours Mm -hmm. sylvia signed up for ogden she's coming up for ogden so on the 24 hour if they're doing that many laps that's roughly 78 miles and 33, almost 34,000 feet yeah, of gain. it's about a hard rock of gain, I'd say. Um, when it was on the west side, um, you could get a lot more gain. Actually. Wow. 12 laps on the west side was 40,000 feet of gain. And, wow. um, but it's much, you know, steeper and more abrupt. So wow. it's a little different game on, you know, the, the church fork side of things. But What about yeah. the, the other, like, we'll say the six-hour? What's, what's Yeah, I'm just kind of looking at last year. We had... Let's see, four laps done last year in 5:20. So there was 40 wow. minutes still left on the on the clock. Wow! So you know, plenty of time. Someone should be able to get five in. That's I think the elusive you know target there in the six hours to get five. It's going to be. Do you think someone could do that this year by looking at people that are doing it? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it depends on what's happening. Oh, yeah. What's what the what's train looks like too. Weather. Weather. Really depends on the weather. So yeah. like we were cursed the first probably four or five hours. Cursed in a good way because I actually. Love plowing up the snow, but <laughs> the very actually a little bit of history. The first year we did Rufa, um, again I had just it was pretty informal, and the Breathe folks. Um, I said, hey, we're going to start 6 a.m. on this day, and it dumped like foot and a half the night before. <laughs> and I'm getting texts like, you don't have to do this. We can reschedule. And I'm like, it's not how Hold it works. No, we're doing this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's not how it works exactly. And you know so. Fortunately, that year I had a little small army that met me. I had maybe eight people or so join us. And it's, it was almost like, you know, backcountry ski touring where maybe you take turns, you know, laying in the skin track. We were taking turns, you know, laying the track in. <laughs> and I would say it took two or three laps before, like, it started to get, be a good good track. Wow. But those first three laps can be really hard. Oh, I can imagine. And, um, yeah, so you never know. Last year, well, 2018, Rufa, Salt Lake... Um, it was bizarre. It was like the spring running. It was mm-hmm. literally dry pavement up the picnic area yeah. and then dry dirt till like 7,000 feet. Mm-hmm. So it was a really fast, you know, big yeah. course um, that year. But, um, yeah. The course changes, too, depending on how much snow. I yeah. The, a couple of years ago, we went it. up the very front steep part instead of around yeah. the, the back. So, oh, right. yeah. yeah, people had to really climb up the the front of it that was it, yeah. that felt a lot steeper than <laughs> going steeper, around the back yeah. side but more direct yeah right? so yeah exactly like pick right. your poison <laughs> but it's really cool so yeah it really depends on the amount of snow that we have um you never know what you're going to get at rufa but we hold it regardless it's awesome blizzard heat yeah. whatever heat. <laughs> heat wave it was genuinely 
it can be genuinely warm, like really? on the s- south-facing side of, of that peak when you're heading up the trail. Oh, and then just all the work. really cold at night, too, you know, so... So for people running, would you recommend, I mean, people have asked about poles and traction, you know, whether it's screws in their shoes or yak tracks or some type of device. Do you tell them to bring it just in case, or do you say it's yeah. going to be, you should be all right? I mean, I'm not really a traction kind of guy myself, Yeah. but um, definitely, I, I say bring everything, bring the whole yeah. kitchen sink, especially if you're running 24 hours and if there's a chance of weather. Um, it's entirely possible that you might want a new change of clothes for every lap or every couple laps, you know, and if you're doing, you know, lots of laps. <laughs> so <laughs> so people show up with these huge duffels now, uh-huh. which is like good. Big yeah. army duffels full of yeah. just whatever. So which is wise. I for the Salt Lake race, do they shuttle to the start then? Yeah. Okay, so they just have to bring everything with them, and then they have there, and at the base there's like the aid station where there's supplies yeah. and f- stuff to drink and food. What about on top? Do they have stuff on top? On top, it's a pretty minimalist aid station. Okay. Um, you know, it we could have be a fireball. That's all you get. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so pretty, you know, we make sure we have the important things <laughs> at the you, top. Keep you nice and warm. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's, you know, everything is literally carried up there on the backs of amazing volunteers. By the way, that's another way to participate, you know. If you yes, want to run the race, sure. great. Yeah. But um, in many ways, it's far harder to volunteer, especially, I mean, you, I'm more exhausted putting the thing on than I am, Doing you know, it. if I'm running the race. Um so, yeah, people can volunteer as well. We should put that plug out there. Um, Please, I, we'd love it. Absolutely. So if, they, to if us. someone was interested in volunteering, what would it, where do they go? Where do they email? Do they? Well, for us, they get a hold of Sherry and I, easy to find us on Instagram. That's We've had so many people reach out. Well, that was my first thing to you when I found them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll volunteer. And then you were kind of like, she kind of like pushed me off. That's like, right. she's like, eh. And I was like, sign what? Up. That's what? what? Just and so I just signed up. Sign up. <laughs> I'm like, the heck with that. I'll just sign up then. Yep. We're like, sign up, and then we'll. My feelings hurt for like an hour. <laughs> I just cuddled up with my pillow going, they don't want me to help. Um, yeah. But yeah, so you can volunteer, so you can hit um, yeah. Instagram or with Sherilyn uh, or Tara. And then what about for the Salt Lake? Yeah, um, so in, uh, email us at info at runningupforair.com. Um, and you can do that for Ogden as well. For, in fact, yes, I've got a number both. of folks mm-hmm. wanting to uh, volunteer. I need to connect uh, with the two of you. But there, it's while this may seem like a simple event on the surface, you know, like one spot at the bottom, yeah. a spot at the top, um, it takes. It's always amazing what goes on behind the scenes to put on any race. Um, Still a 24-hour. 24-hour, yeah. and then winter, <laughs> like <Exactly>. February. <laughs> that makes it really hard. And, and in fact. We almost need to put in place, like, a, a filtering um, screening process for volunteers, especially, like, the summit of of grandeur, at least. I had um, some friends volunteer one year. They stayed up there overnight. Yeah. Uh, Curtis and Thompson have, and Corey Vigil, I think. I mean, we have, like, yeah. by the way, like, eight, maybe ten people, depending on how much stuff we bring up this year, carry each of them between 50 and 70 pounds on their back the night before up to wow. the top. Um, and then two people stay there just so that they're – we make sure we have somebody there for the first runners on Saturday morning. But, um, yeah, the volunteers are amazing. Um, we have we have some good people lined up for the first 12 hours up top. They're already cool. planning on bringing the, all of the uh, supplies to the top, and they're excited to okay. help out. So. so with the Ogden one, walk yeah. us through this. It starts at 29th Street. Do mm-hmm. they park there? And there's park in there? Yeah. Right. We suggest that they carpool, carpool from yeah. Ogden, downtown Ogden. There's okay. plenty of places they, they could um, meet up. There is a church and a school right off of 27th and Polk. Yeah. There's what a Polk school, school and a church. 
So we, carpool yeah. up to 29th if you can. Right. right. Yeah. And then 29th is where it starts. So mm-hmm. is that going to kind of the same setup going to be kind of the the mothership, the aid station there? Yeah. And then you're just going to go up to Malin's and there'll be people hanging out up there mm-hmm. doing snow angels and stuff, helping you <laughs> right. out. Yeah. yeah exactly. And if needed, maybe we'll have a couple of court or court marshals. No. How about courts? I like that course one. Course marshals. <laughs> yeah. And some court marshals um, just to see, like, if people veer off. Like, we're not – it'll be marked, right? But yeah. you never know on a race day. Well, because there are some up, spider so. trails There are a few different ways to get up there, yeah. yeah. So but people have already asked us about that. But mm-hmm. the course is on running up for air uh, on the website. Okay. And we'll for sure have it and marked. Do you guys mm-hmm. still need more volunteers for the Ogden races as well? Absolutely. Like, yeah. just send us a message either, like, through, uh, even on Ultra Sign Up, you can, message. it'll come directly to us, or the website, Running It For Air, or through Instagram, whatever, you know, just let us know. We'll put you somewhere. We always need help yeah. with cooking food down at the trailhead, different things like that, helping people stay What are you going to be cooking? Just because <laughs> now you're talking my language. Quesadillas? Quesadillas? Oh, man. What's, yeah, what's what's the request? We'll take care of it. <laughs> you shouldn't open that, that door. Your email yeah, box just got flooded. Your head that. Yeah. <laughs> yep, you can have everybody. You got the, the gluten-free, the right. celiac oh, yeah, division, oh. the vegetarian division. Yep. You guys yeah. are going to get loaded up juice. pretty good. Yep. Crew. Yep. Um, Jared, what uh, off the top of your head, or maybe you have it with you, do you have any idea, um, roughly, how much has been raised over the past eight years? If you had to guess, yeah. even. Yeah, no. Um, I would bet around probably $50,000, maybe, really? total. Wow. Yeah, um, and I think that's about to really ratchet up. So one thing... Um, you know, when I put this together and realized after a few years, like, wow, this is kind of cool. And this actually really does help Breathe Utah. Um, and it's it's funding that they are now counting on. It's, like, almost in the budget. It's you know, part of the plan, <laughs> based on, which awesome. is really cool. Um, knowing that that's, you know, an integral part of them staying afloat is really kind of neat to me. But at the same time, I, I was always like, how do, we, how do we do more with this? Because... You know, I don't want to raise the entry fee to, you know, hundreds of dollars kind of thing. Um, in fact, in many ways, you know, we, we charge an entry fee that help, that allows us to put the event on, and then we reach out to other entities that want to be sort of, you know, bigger, more involved sponsors. Um, but anyway, it occurred to me this year when when uh, Tara and Sherry reached out to me and said, can we put on a version in Maylands in last year? folks in Colorado said, can we put on a version in Colorado? That's how the, the, how, that's how, that's how the event's going to make a difference, actually, is scaling it that way. I can't have a 1,000 people come run up Grandeur Peak. I just don't want that many people. Yeah. So, you know, it through people reaching out to me is where I realized that's how it'll make an impact, and that's how it'll, it'll um, grow in terms of its ability to support Breathe Utah is other events popping up. Um, and I, I really only see it going further too, you know. We all live in the same, you know, soup down here, whether yeah. you're in Ogden or Provo or Salt Lake or even Cache County area, you know, we're breathing we're all in Lake Bonneville or what used to be Lake Bonneville. You need to have uh, <laughs> so Brown and open one up up there. You know, it's fitting that Rufa, uh, you know, touch a lot of these kind of major um, areas uh, along the Wasatch Front, I think. Um, yeah, so, so you, I, I hope to see it really grow. So you open for that to where it grows have, in other places. Yeah. So if someone listening, because I, I know a lot of our listeners, and I know off the top of my head there's three or four going, I want to do that. Yeah. What would you say before they even contact you to kind of have, I don't know, lined up or, or some ideas, hey, this is what it would take if they were interested? What would you tell them right now? Yeah. I mean, 
I guess I will say, I, with the Ogden thing taking off, it's like it occurred to me that we really need to have one in Provo, mm-hmm. and I'd really love to have one in Logan area as well. And there could be more, but those seem like major, you know, hubs here <laughs> along the Wasatch Front. Um, make sure you've got a really good sort of network of friends to pull on for for coordinating it all with volunteers, because that's I know the two of you are so well connected that that that'll uh, that'll work. And in Salt Lake, we've got a amazing group of people who've <laughs> taken this event under their wing too. So I mean, that's the number one thing, right? Is and then having a venue or a site or a place to put on the court the event. I love the notion of you know the the three three mile up kind of thing yeah. uh, with you know a healthy amount of gain. It'd be a shame. Rufa can't be a flat course ever. No. <laughs> no. It's got to be. No. It's got to be some pain. On yeah, the it definitely has to be uh, a bit What would that be? There. Staying in the air? But, you know, I think, uh, I suspect there's the there's tons of options, right? <laughs> in Provo, you've got, you know, Squaw Peak would be a really cool place to have it, or Y Mountain or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'll plant the seed for any people in Provo who are thinking <laughs> about it. But um, I'd love to see it grow, and I'd love to have, to have people reach out to me on how to make that happen. The great thing for me about the Ogden event is, you know, um, we, we have awesome discussions about how to keep, you know, consistency across the events, but um, I, I just have the utmost confidence that it's going to be, you know, conducted in the right way. Oh, boy. So. <laughs> the, the, That's a lot of pressure. When Jared Ladies, says that, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not <laughs> sitting in those two chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, and I don't have. We better have a meeting after yeah. this, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> we need a new spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'll I'll volunteer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, at the end of the day, it's you know, pretty simple. We live. We all live at the foothills, yep. and a suitable course. Think through the getting the logistics of getting people to the trailhead. I actually think, in many ways, the Ogden Maylands Peak is probably better than uh, grandeur, at least the way we do it today, because we have to do a shuttle system, and that's. It's a lot of overhead. Yeah. And uh, so I love the notion of the 29th Street, you know, right there at the base. Um, no shuttle necessarily needed. <laughs> yeah. So Hopefully, as long hopefully. as people are responsible about that. Well, I, I think that, just email them, let yeah. them know. I Especially think with an event like this, good. I'd hope they'd be yeah. <laughs> conscious of the driving situation. I'll just run there. I'm yeah. going to run there, there for go. my yeah. warm-up. Well, yeah. shout out to the Haslams who will be running from their home. Nice. Okay, well, then I want to do that. A lot of those. So. <laughs> Jared, uh, yeah, Just Domingo might be doing the same thing. Same, yeah. yeah he lives right there on the foothills. All right. He so. said he might go home and take a nap in between his 24-hour laps. Come back. It's yeah. a good idea. A little freshener. <laughs> um, now, before we shift, we're going to shift gears real quick to touch on something. Is there anything that I haven't covered that you guys want to make sure the people out there know? Because, number one, this is an awesome event. And think about it. Most of you listening to this podcast, especially in this area, are going to run Saturday anyway, most likely. <laughs> so why go. not do a good do it for a good cause? Even if you only have time for one lap, it's it's seriously it's forty bucks for a six hour one. You can put in for the contest. I'll announce that later. But uh, it's you're already out there, right? Let's let's kind of pay it forward and and help, like Jared said, that future, that next generation of people that are coming up to to solve the problem. I guess. Um, what else? What else? We need to make sure we hit on on this before we transfer into the. The, the ones with your hands. Oh, well, two things it. came to my mind. First, if you're on the waiting list for Salt Lake and you want to make sure you're running, we have lots of room for you. It's a yep. carpool up, and we'll get you taken care of. And we might even do a preview run for those who haven't been at Maylands before the actual event date. I've had some requests for that. Um, and also, um, oh, I forgot it. 
All the money goes to the same place, oh, too. Right. So yeah. Yes. We're not making anything off this. Yeah. This is just for Breathe Utah. So yeah. this isn't to line pockets or to, you know, help us get new gear or anything like that. This is strictly going to uh, Breathe Utah, and yeah. that's what this is all about. Yeah, so it doesn't matter which one you do. It doesn't matter. So if you've done... Nope. Salt Lake before. Mm-hmm. Come on we down. Live closer to Ogden. Yeah. Drive down to Salt Lake. And, and Maylands is awesome. Try this one and, I mean, yeah. both locations, you guys, both locations are awesome. So I think yeah. that's what makes it just that much funner. Cool. Both yeah. of them are kind of iconic in their own areas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing to say, too, Breed, if um, I, maybe it was implied, but they are a 501c3. It's a tax write-off. If, you know, we're in December, you're thinking about the end of the year and your taxes, great time to make a donation. Um yeah, so when you when you you know become part of Rufa and, and you do that through a donation to them directly, it's uh, it, it's a great thing you know from a tax tax perspective too. So think about that. It's not going. Um, if you sign up for the event, um, obviously some of that money goes to putting the event on. But yeah. the, mm-hmm. any, any spare penny that we have left over at the end goes to breathe. Um, or you can donate directly to them, which we also encourage. And then um, one thing I was thinking of. Uh, on Saturday, if it's not your thing to go run on the trails, um, think about volunteering, mm-hmm. right? And to the point we made before, we need folks to show up in your warm clothes and be willing to cook quesadillas. I mean, uh, to be a DJ, to help out runners. Oh, um, there's lots oh. of things. You don't have to be a runner to participate in this necessarily. And then if you decide you just don't want to bundle up and go be out there either running or volunteering for Rufa, you can also come down to either of the front climbing gyms in Ogden or Salt Lake, and we'll have sort of live cast up on a screen at either facility imagery from um, from the runners themselves and the volunteers up there via sort of hashtags, but we'll be you'll be able to get a feel for what's going on. That's super um, cool. If you want to go to the comfort of the air-conditioned building, you can do that. And then um, at the front facilities on Saturday during the running event, there will also be booths set up by Breathe Utah with people talking and educating, awesome. sharing what they do. So, if you know, I just scratched the surface on some of the good things that they do, but you can come learn directly from the folks at Breathe more about what they do. That's awesome. Um, so it's a way to participate, to learn, uh, feel like you're part of the event through seeing pictures. Um, that's another way to be part of it as well. And we, we definitely encourage everybody out there to spread the word, right? I mean, you might be listening to this podcast. You might see it online. But how many running people do you know that you could just let them know that they may have not seen it, right? They may be busy with ugly sweater runs, you know, Santa 5Ks. So let them know, hey, did you guys check this out? This is really cool. Um, so spread the word. I mean, that's how these things grow. That's how they get bigger. And I really want to see... Uh, more uh, at the Ogden event. Um, Ogden, don't let me down. Mm-hmm. Or nearby Ogden. I might, uh, checking the dates, I might even have a floor you could stay on the night before if you're worried oh, about well, that. Oh. I'm gonna, I might open that <laughs> so up. We've actually yeah. had some people ask about that, so we might be sending some people your way. Well, let me screen them first, <laughs> okay? Because okay? I don't want to be lampshade by Sunday. Okay? <laughs> and, and we kind of talked about it. So this another really cool thing, is so we got Rufa running up for air. Mm-hmm. Now we have climbing up for air, and is that going to be pronounced Kufa? Kufa, sure. Okay, because <laughs> I don't know. It's Sufa, climbing Kufa. So I'm going to go Kufa. All right. So there's going to be an event um, Sunday, the day after the Rufas at the front in Salt Lake mm-hmm. and the front in Ogden. And, and we're at the front climbing gym in Ogden right now, and it's mm-hmm. it's an awesome place. But so tell us a little bit about that because I think that's really cool. Like you're saying, you're, there's this natural marriage between Climbers, trail runners, uh, schemo, you know, those kind of things are kind of morphing into everybody does them now, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, so they did it um, last year. So the front 
was a lot like Tara and Sherry this year. The front reached out to me and said, we love what you're doing, and we want to do something similar. We want to help the cause. Uh, what do you think about a climbing event? <laughs> and I said, love it. Yeah. <laughs> and this was just a few weeks before, actually. It was amazing um, what they were able to scrap together. I couldn't believe it. Now, sadly, I didn't get to see it because it's um, it, last year, or 2018, it took place the same day. Okay. Um, but there were... How many people did they say showed up? 250 people? Yeah. 250 people, which yeah. blows my mind. Just to the Salt Lake. Wow. Just to Salt yeah, Lake, yeah. And we've added Ogden. They've added Ogden this year. Yeah, and then um, it's eight hours. I think it start at 10 a.m. They go to 6 p.m. And as many climbs as you can do, whether that's top rope or lead, I understand that two boulder problems uh, translates to one pitch. Um, but, yeah, it's this endurance climb-a-thon, which is really interesting. And um, So they'll be doing that at Salt Lake. Uh, and as well as Ogden, there will also be a four-hour event um, in addition to the eight-hour. So wow. um, if you don't have the fitness for eight hours of you know, climbing, climbing rates, uh or boulder problems, then uh, there's a four-hour version as well. The other neat thing, though, and I'm really, really excited about this, is that we will be doing after the climbing up for air, so 10 a.m. Sunday, so the day after Rufa, um, we'll go for eight hours, and then we're going to do an awards ceremony uh, combined awards ceremony at the front. So wow. for all the runners, it gives you time to sleep a little bit, <laughs> get cleaned up, and then come down to the front for a little awards ceremony. Just right, it'll be 30 minutes after the climbing event is over, and we'll get to recognize um, the climbers and runners, uh, which will be super cool. It'll be fun, food, drink. Wow. Now, is there going to be more information on that for the runners so they know more? Yeah. Like through emails and stuff, like what it's about, what time it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, this might be, depending on when this kind of goes live, the first time people hear about it. Mm-hmm. Behind the scenes, the three of us are working really closely with um, with the folks at the front to, to coordinate all that. But um, We'll update the website. Yeah. We'll get that on there as well as okay. soon as we get all of the, the logistics worked out. And we're going to, for the Trail Manners podcast, we'll be talking about it and have links on our, our especially on our Thursday single track sessions. But this is... Okay, so I hate to do this to you, Jared, because I know how you're going to receive this, but you're pretty, you're pretty uh, low-key, right? You're not all over social media. You're kind of just, you know, you do your thing. You crush everything. I mean, people that don't know them, I hate to bring it up, but Barclays, Hard Rock, you've done them all. What is, how does this make you feel after eight years seeing where this is now and just now just seeing the potential it has? Um, that, I mean, you realistically, this you started it. This is your thing. So how does it? What is it, how do you feel about this whole thing? You know, I, I don't know. I just love it. I mean, I think you get to a point in your life where you just want to play some small role or hopefully big role in um, bettering humanity, you know. And uh, it's a really interesting way to take something that's been a big part of my life, you know, endurance athletics, and turn it into something, you know, fun, uh, challenging, but also constructive at the same time. So I, I don't know. I love it. It's, it's really fun to be able to share, um, you know, that perspective but also the enjoyment that i found over the years you know training and running a lot of this came out of the training and running for weird races and uh so i love it yeah it's really rewarding you know it's a lot of time um but it's i don't hesitate at all to to put the time in and you know i yeah i've been a you know recipient of many good deeds from people over the years at races and all the volunteers and it's just uh, so much fun to give back and I mean, to the point you made earlier, seeing the smiles on people's faces um, throughout the event uh, is so cool, you know. And they're, they're, it's, it's this happiness combined with, like, 
real <laughs> pain and suffering. You know, it's a really unique thing that we have and share as a trail run community. I think that the fact that we can all find such enjoyment out of pushing ourselves, um, but then also doing something you know, worthwhile, worth worthwhile. something. Yeah, yeah no, I think that's good. It's it's really cool. And I mean, honestly, when the first year I was, it was just a couple of us an aid station out of the back of our trunk of our car, you know, for 24 hours to see it like grow to something that, um, all sorts of people can participate in, in lots of different ways is, is really neat. I really had no sort of idea that it could actually get to this point. And I think it'll only grow further. So that's really exciting to me. Well, I mean, we've seen it grow with what, you know, Tara and Sherilyn, what the groups that suffer better did in Colorado, the front climbing gym. Um, man, I've got ideas popping in my head to, to marry just on our side. It has nothing to do with anything. I could do, you know, the night before or Saturday night over at Slackwater, Trail Manners could put a beer me up for air. You know, we just sit down and hang out and tell war stories and, and you know, recovery from <laughs> Bufa. That's what I was going to say, you know, because, like, I mean, you said it. I mean, the people, you're going up and you're happy. You're going up. It's, it's, it's something that, you know, most of us have shared, right? You talk about, well, the Forest Service didn't understand. And, you know, Jared, you're saying that Breathe, Breathe Utah didn't understand. Well, we all understand. So it's that, that raw smiling when you're going up and down, regardless of how many you put in, yeah. right? I mean, at, really, at the end of the day, yes, it matters, but it, it it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so cool, too. Like, I mean, Breathe, they still don't quite understand it. They're amazed and enamored and just, like, blown away, you know, that that um, athletes would sort of bind together and put in so much time and energy to just help them. I, I don't know. It's, like, strangely rewarding for me to see this, like, just confused, <laughs> but, like, this, this uh, look of, wow, there is, like, goodness in humanity and that seems to really be manifesting itself through the outdoor community you know initially i would have said just running community but to see the climbing community wrap their hands around this too really shows that like there's something about athletics and um sport in general that you know there's like goodness in people (laughs) so it's neat to see our community play some real positive role here no, we, and we talk about it all the time on the podcast is, and I know you're bringing in the outdoor community, but just that trail running community in general, I think it, and I know this is everywhere, but I, I live in the Wasatch front or on the Wasatch and just to see the whole Wasatch front do these things and get involved. And we all know each other through some way, whether it's in person or something, I think it just makes it that much more enjoyable and more rewarding. Like you guys putting this on and, you know, I'm a race director, and you guys, you know, get the email when someone registers. It's you hit that registration, you get the email, you're like yes, and then you see the name, and you're like yes, you know. I mean, it's like that double win, right? We've been I mean, a little bit giddy about all of the. We we, we honestly see every person that yeah. registers, and we always text each other with a little woohoo. Look. So how, how, how it's how, it's true. How, Thanks everybody. How quick did you guys text when you saw that I registered for well, the six? Was it pretty quick? We oh, don't yeah. talk to each other often. Oh, no. Yeah, because you just text. You're it like might be pretty. Mm-hmm quick <laughs> yeah so. now well, we're going to do everything we can to get people out to the event because like i said i'll be there um i don't know joel's plan he's not running we'll right now but oh, he, yeah. he he's could already volunteered he could be gifted <laughs> something for christmas or the quesadilla maker um but it's a big event in the fact of what it takes to put on um so my challenge to everybody out there is just support it so it's just big and uh, the bigger we make it. I know it's capped at numbers and everything else, mm-hmm. but just spreading the word. You know, I mean, social media is such a crazy thing. I mean, you just got to type it in there. 
and tell people, hey, I'm doing this. Who wants put to it join all me? For good, yeah. Put yeah. it to good use. Yeah, put it for good use. The happy, feely, good stuff. Um, and what you guys are doing is awesome. I'm super excited that number one, you started this because it's really cool. I'm um, just seeing everybody that's enjoyed roof over the years. But on top of that, what it's going to because I have kids. And I hope someday they have kids, and I want them to you know, have to drink the air eventually. Um, and then bring it to Ogden was awesome. I was so excited when I first heard. Before you told me, I heard about it, and uh, I was super excited about that because of our community as well. Um, so thanks for you guys um, for doing this. And all the people that are behind the scenes that we don't know about on the show right now that are doing it as well because you guys have teams of people that do all kinds of stuff. So that's awesome. And our families. I think that's a big one. Yeah. a lot of it falls on their laps too with the time and effort so and they get roped in as well some way or another oh yes some way or another they get roped in exactly it's like hey i'm doing this like hey what do you need from me then (laughs) (laughs) might as well tell me now Mm -hmm. um so what what else we going to talk about what else we missing do we miss anything i want to make sure people are informed Uh, i want people to show up i really want to challenge people in this area to make ogden if it can't sell out make it close as possible um come walk with me for the six hour event um maybe dj after you know, yes. I have to get a Santa suit or something. Um, but it is we February We talked a little bit 9th. about friendly competition between our grandeur oh, yes. buddies down Uh-oh. south. Oh, so oh. yeah. Any I mean, one thing I'll say, too, oh, like, like I, to one unique angle I've had on, like, uh, I guess the sport of ultra running is I seem to get into things before they go crazy. Yeah. Like hard rock, I got in before <laughs> it went crazy. Now it's like every human alive wants to get into hard rock, right? Um Barkley was another yep. one where I seemed to get into it like before everybody knew, knew about what it. it was. Um, I mean, it's only a matter of times before Malins is that right. So folks, mm-hmm. yeah, do it now. Do it now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. Like you know, w- to the point that was made earlier, we have wait lists at Rufa Salt Lake, and people saying, "I've heard about this for years. I'm just dying to do it. It's the most important thing in the world to me." Yeah. Just like people say about a hard rock, and it's like, go sign up for you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, Rufa Ogden. Like, yeah. Because that will soon be filling up as quickly as we did. So get I, in on it early. Folks. And I can see on. the Ogden one selling out. Oh, not yeah. maybe, maybe not this year, but in the future for sure. Just knowing the experience. And, you know, people that sign up for Malins this year might can do Granger next year and vice versa too. I yeah, mean, absolutely. Kind of get that double dip, so to say, in it. But I agree with you, Jared. It's getting in on it before everybody else figures yeah. it out. I mean, don't wait until the event is cool and popular. You know, yeah. like get in on that first year that something happens you know and oh, i never thought of that be part of it first year of the malins one i like that yeah like there's something cool about doing the first yeah. year i think too that so. is really cool and i know people so the other thing sometimes people say oh the, i'll wait because the first year of the race you don't know how it's going to be done this <laughs> right. that but this isn't you know you don't have to worry about it for this one number one i know the people that are kind of doing this right and the tutelage they're probably getting from you so it's going to be run well. Like, I don't have any doubts either. No more pressure for you guys. But it's going to be run solid. You're not going to have to worry about anything. And it's not going to be super complex to where, you know, you it's can not. see the where you need to go from the bottom. So it gives you a pretty good idea right away. Um, and there's going to be other people out there. Uh, it's just going to be a fun day. That's the way I'm looking at it. Whether I get one lap or... or I'm doing the six hours, so one to five laps. We'll throw that just for fun. I'm not going for five. Um, But it's going to be a fun day, right? I mean, that's a cool thing. Now, hmm, you know what I want to see this year? This is a challenge to you. How many total summits for the whole event? Yeah, that's a good question. Let's see, because I think we had... All combined. uh, I have that data out there. I mean, last year we had a one point. Two million feet of vertical gain, like oh, at Rufus Salt Lake, yeah. which is really cool. That's Back cool. to the whole competitive thing, it would yeah. be really fun as 
Colorado and the Front Range start to latch onto this as well. I, I see it growing over there. Yeah. Um, but there definitely needs to be like a, you know, Wasatch Front versus, you know, Boulder, Colorado. Right. That would be super here, cool. Right? So let's be thinking about it. Let's bound to, <laughs> let's, you know, oh, there's, there's let's team up here, Utah and surrounding areas. There's some, see what we can do. There's so. some hamsters running in the wheels out there. Oh, yes. Figuring that one out. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. I like because I'm but a I soccer mean, guy. And yeah. so they got the Rocky Mountain cut between the Colorado Rapids oh. and Real Salt Lake. So they get a trophy whoever does best that year between the two teams like huh. they play each other so that'd be cool to do for this right little running up for air cup between the two you get oh, a trophy yeah. big one yeah let's see 2017 i don't have the 18 numbers in front of you but um 2017 we had 449 summits total wow 449 um 1.24 million feet of vertical yeah wow and initially when the when uh, the front approached me i'm like i had to think about it for a minute like would it be harder or easier climbing versus running? And definitely the climbers uh, can't keep up with us <laughs> in terms of vertical gain. <laughs> yeah, that would be, so that that would be no something. That would be something. But, you know, we should shoot for like 2 million feet of vertical between Rufa, Ogden, and Salt Lake. Oh, that would be cool. That'd that'd be be two, doable. Two, two and a half? Easy. Yep. I'll yep. throw in a few thousand. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> so if, we'll take if, it. So last year, you th- so if 2017, you did 1.2. Is that what you're saying? 1.24 million feet. So last year, do you think you did more? Just ballparking it we did and i'm embarrassed i don't have the numbers in front of me yeah but i bet it's a little bit okay. more than that so ogden only has to come up with like you know half a million yeah. right okay. realistically i mean what's a half a million feet of vertical yeah really? exactly. yeah erin <laughs> hill signed up and she oh, does Aaron that like, she'll yeah she'll take care of quite a bit of that yeah. for us yep. she does that every week that. yeah no. so <laughs> i'll just me and erin on a team see who get the most between two people <laughs> so she's gonna carry it um no that's really cool i'm super excited that ogden's doing it um, I'm super excited you guys came on the show. I apologize. Joel, again, is working on our course. Um, that's not anything near what you guys are doing. But we're excited, though. We're both, Tara and I are both running that in the We're, we're tapering. Yeah. Are you? Can, you, can you tell we're tapering? We've been carb loading and tapering you, you for better. it. You better. Eat some, eat <laughs> some spaghettis. Eat some spaghettis. Um, but, yeah, we're going to have all the information on our website, um, on the show notes as well, where they can register, how to volunteer, um, all that good information, you know, Please spread the word. Let's get this thing out there. Let's get more people into Ogden. If you're in Salt Lake, if you're on the wait list, don't wait to the last minute thinking, oh, if I don't get in, I'll always go to Mans because you never know what's going to happen down here, right? It could just, you know, Groupon might go crazy and people might register <laughs> left and right. You never know. Um, the event is February 9th, both locations. Give me a start time for the 24-hour. Same. 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Yep. And then what time for the 12-hour? 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Okay. And then the... the uh, Six hour, eight, three, and eleven. Okay, exactly. so again, Salt Lake grandeur is pretty much sold out. Plenty of spots open for mailing. You can hang out with me, um, all the awesome people down here in Ogden. Uh, Joe Grant's going to be here, um, and the climbing festival. Don't forget about that. Tell your climbing friends because I know y'all have those as well to get that one growing um, to make this thing just big. Right? I believe they'll be announcing and offering registration with that soon. Yeah, yeah. So that was in the next week. Yep. So keep keep looking at the. Uh, running up for our website as soon as it does become available we'll also talk about it on our podcast so stay tuned for more because this is going to be really cool don't miss out on the first year of ogden if you haven't registered that's going like jared said that's cool being on the ground level of something um and you can do that so any parting words for our guests our hosts our uh, listeners I think we've covered just about everything. I think so. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. what we, that's what we want to do. We want this to this to grow. It's a great cause. I mean, that's the first and foremost. It's it's a great cause, and then it's just fun, right? So you're you're throwing money at a great cause, but at the same time you get to have fun, and that's not always the case, right? You got to throw forty bucks into your car 
it's not fun, right? Uh-huh. Throw 40 bucks to this, you have a great time. I think that's it. So we got Tara Warren, Sherry Trayer, and Jared Campbell sitting with me here on the Trail Matters podcast. Please check out the show notes. Please register. And if you have any questions, shoot them my way or their way, and uh, let's support this event. Thanks Thank for you. coming on. Thanks so Thank much. You. Thank you.